Welcome back to another episode of Spartans on the Bank. My name is Sean. Uh, thanks for sticking around and coming back, checking out this episode. Uh, this episode, we're going to obviously cover the Western Michigan game, how we feel, reactions, kind of what we're thinking. Uh, we got some volleyball action, uh, some good news, bad news type coming out of the game from Friday. And then we have... Um, uh, we just picked up uh, another commitment yesterday, so we're going to go over some of that. And then don't forget, we also have your uh, your weekly Michigan Michigan fans are dumb and morons. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, before we get to the recap of the, the football game against Western Michigan, cover a few other few other topics, few other sports we have going on. Uh, so the women's soccer team who were undefeated heading into a match on uh, against the number eleven Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, they the women did a, did fall one nothing. Uh, it was in Arkansas, so that that's the ladies' first uh, first loss of the season. Next game is uh, Wednesday or excuse me Thursday uh, at uh, Oakland at home uh, at seven p.m. Uh, the volleyball team managed to se- secure their second tournament victory of the season. This past Saturday, defeating VCU in five sets, they they uh, secured the Kristen Dickman Invitational win. The Spart the the Spartan volleyball team is six and zero. That's the best start since 2012, um, when the team started 12 12 and zero. Um, graduate student Rebecca po- Polijan was named the tournament MVP, while freshman Eva Dozeman and Meredith O'Gorman earned spots on the all tournament team. So. This is really good to see. We volleyball uh, under Kathy George was consistent, um, but like I've said time and time again, it is a it is a brutal gauntlet to be playing the Big Ten volleyball conference. Um, it, it is just absolutely insane, and so that leads us into uh, this this weekend um, or yesterday, I believe we got a. We got we received a commit from Colton Hood out of Georgia. He's a three star, um, three star ranked about 780 nationally, 66th uh, ranked cornerback. He's six six zero, uh, 170 170 pounds out of Georgia. Plays for Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Um, and, and you might be thinking, okay, that's not that super impressive. But here's some of the offers that Michigan State was competing against. Um, do or Clemson. Florida, um, Indiana, Georgia Tech, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisville, Minnesota, Minnesota, LSU, North Carolina, Ole Miss, Penn State, Pitt, um, UCF. So yeah, the kid may have been a, a mid three star, but he had some of some of the top programs in the country aiming uh, trying to land his services, and he visited on the tenth of June. And we were able to secure his commitment this past weekend. Kind of took me by surprise. Had no inside knowledge. No, like, hey, we're, you know, Spartans were on commit watch. None of that. It was just kind of, hey, here he is. This is what we have going on, right? And so you kind of like to see it. Um, and so um, overall, uh, I'm a big fan of the pickup. Uh, Tucker, uh, Coach Tucker has really kind of taken that that mentality of we're going to secure Florida, Georgia, Texas, California talent because a mid three star in those States is worth a high four in Michigan, right? They do like, they just play against superior, um, 
superior uh, talent. So, and you love to see the commitment. And we, I think what Tucker is quietly doing is really quickly improving um, upon what we're seeing out of the Spartans. And with the commitment of Hood, the Michigan State has jumped from the 25th to the 21st, 21st in the uh, the 24-7 team recruit rankings, and they have an average player rating of 90.12. Um, <clears throat> now, that, that may not seem like all, all that great, um, but you have to remember that 90.12, that puts you pretty much on par with a with a class from, let's see, uh, Tennessee and Louisville. It puts you above South Carolina. 90. Uh, so some, some of the teams are that you may recognize like Clemson, Ellis, Clemson, um, Florida, Penn State, USC, Oregon. They're at 91. Okay. So this isn't a, it's not a major drop off. And what you're seeing is you're seeing that Michigan State, they're, Mel Tucker is vastly improving the overall rank, like the overall player rating. And so <clears throat> we absolutely love to see it. And it's going to, this is going to quickly, quickly um, turn, turn around the program. Like you're seeing it with the transfer portal who we'll, we'll touch on in a second. Um, I want to go over a few, few plays of the game, few things out that I saw. Um, and then we'll, we'll lead right into kind of like my, like reactions and feedback from the game. Uh, so stick around. All right. So on Friday, Michigan State faced off against Western Michigan. Um, let's just ask, how are we all feeling? We feeling confident? We feeling good about that performance? We feeling like the Spartans are on track for that um, 10 and 2, 11 and 1 record? We feeling confident there, are we? Uh, I'll be honest. Um, I was, I was concerned, happy, concerned, elated. Um, and essentially we got a 50% game out of the Spartans. We got a second and a fourth quarter, fantastic game first and third quarters. Not so much. Right. Um, so ultimately Michigan state won 35 to 13. Um, they did, they went four for 10 on third down efficiencies. Uh, they got 20 first downs. They had 430 yards to 334. Um, they had 233 passing yards. The paint thorn went 12 for 24. So about 50, uh, at 50% for 9.7 yards, a pass. He threw an interception that was just. So if you've listened, you know that I was, I'm high on paint thorn. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has a bright future. And I kind of rallied all offseason about how he wasn't getting the respect he deserved. That interception is why he didn't get the respect he deserved, right? That interception right there, that in, that in that that one drive encapsulates why Peyton Thorne doesn't get the love, right? It's because he is he he hasn't made that second that leap that we are um that we need to see if i'm being perfectly honest um we he hasn't made that jump and so we're yeah and it it's hard to do right so you see it and you're just like ah god that was so painful um but we rushed for 197 
for at 6.2 yards a rush. So there's 32 rushing attempts and we still got 6.2 yards a rush. Now that is, that is magnificent, magnificent. That is impressive. Um, Jalen Berger ended up with 120 yards, a touchdown and seven and a half yards per carry seven and a half yards per carry. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an elite running stat right there at 16 carries at seven and a half yards. Um, Jarek Broussard got 10 carries at 54 yards, 5.5 yards, not quite as elite, but still way above the norm. So standard in football is you want a running back that can get you four yards of carry because at four yards of carry, essentially you hand the ball off four yards. You're moving the sticks, right? You got, it goes from first and 10, second and six, third and two, first down, right? So you're, you're staying ahead of the chains essentially. So both running backs did extremely well against a, a Western Michigan that a Western Michigan defensive line that is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, it's not like we went out and beat Alabama or faced, um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajobo and the Michigan line and all that, or Ohio state, or it's not that, you know, they're Western Michigan will probably will most likely be competing for the Mac this year. Um, their quarterback, um, Skobik, I think, uh, he was, he was solid all game. All game, he was solid. Um, and so you're see, you see, um, you, you saw the the offense being able to put together some, in all honesty, some pretty solid, um, some, some pretty solid uh, drives there. Uh, but, and uh, so Daniel Barker, um, Daniel Barker scored a touchdown, Keon Coleman, um, Jalen Berger, and, uh, who was the fourth one? I want to say the the fourth one was um, uh, uh, Daniel Barker, Keon Coleman, Trey Mosley, and Jeremy Bernard all score touchdowns. Um, they all score receiving touchdowns this game. Peyton Thorne quietly put together a 233, uh, 233 yard and a four touchdown passing game. So, I mean, that's not bad. He had a rating of 178. When you <laughs> when you look at some of the QBRs from around the conference, Peyton Thorne at 178, not too bad, right? Um, now the the QBRs that are I think are come are published by um uh by ESPN, they have Peyton Thorne at 68.2. CJ Stroud is at 89.5. I don't really buy that. I'll get into that in the next part. Um, but so overall, Peyton Thorne quietly put together a fantastic game. Um, so some of the, uh, some of the grades that have come out from, from the game, Simi, uh, Simi Barrow had the, for the defensive tackles, he had the highest, um, PFF grade at 70, um, 77. And then Jacob Slade has had his lowest grade since Ohio state last year of 2020 at 58.3 Maverick Hansen had 65.0 uh, and Derek Carmen had 54.3. Now the interesting takeaway here is that. Simeon, Bay, uh, Simeon Barrow, Jacob Slade, Maverick Hanson, and uh, Derek Harmon all played over 30 snaps. So that that really tells you something. Um, and then you had, um, so out of the game, you had, obviously, so we have to talk about it, right? Transfer transfer portal, gem again. Uh, Mel Tucker does it again. He found Jacoby Winman. Jacoby Winman showed up in East Lansing, made a statement Friday night, said, ladies and gentlemen, I am here. Let's go. And the uh, the man put together uh, four sacks. He had four sacks, uh, seven um, 
seven tackles. Uh, and then three of those were solo and he assisted on four more, but four sacks and a forced fumble. Jacoby women could just quietly put his foot on the throat and said, Hey, we're here. Let's go. Spartan defense has no drop off. So it's kind of like Kenneth Walker, 70, uh, 75 yard touchdown from the line of scrimmage during the Northwestern game last year. This was Jacoby women's statement. Now, um, we do have to talk about, we had some bad news come out of the game. Um, Xavier Henderson went out of the game due to, he had a, uh, Coach Tucker said he, he was sore. He was see, seen in a pretty big leg brace. So I don't know if it was like he maybe tweaked a muscle. Um, but uh, Tucker said that he's hoping that he can get, um, he can get uh, Henderson back. The flip side is Darius Snow went out. Um, and when from the play, the way he was acting, and then he was seen on the side of the sidelines with a wheelchair and everything with, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I've just seen enough of these notes, probably something with the knee, a ACL, MCL, just the way he wasn't able to put any weight on it. Um, but coach Tucker did say definitively that he is, he is out for the rest of the season, which sucks because he was, he was probably, I know um, Tyler over at the great Lakes sports network. Um, he was big on Darius snow. He was saying, that he was his biggest contributor and needed to really step up if the Spartans were going to go 10 and two. And we lose him. I think it was in the first, first quarter of this game. And from watching the replay, it looked kind of like friendly fire. Uh, I forget who it was, but somebody came in and just, he took a helmet to the knee. It, it, it looked bad. It looked painful. Um, on the flip side though, is Ben Van Sumeren. Um, he, he stepped in, for, he stepped in and, it seemed like every time there was a play, like a big play, Ben Ben Sumerin was there. BVS, um, he was there making a stop. He was he was laying he was laying the wood, and it was awesome. It was great to see, and I think we're gonna be pretty solid because I was I was worried about who is after the four, right? Well, Ben Van Sumeren replaced is going to replace Darius Snow at least in my book. So you still have Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule, Cal Halliday, and Ben Van Sumeren. And so I, I'm, I'm okay with it. The question becomes is what do you do at uh, safety for depth for Xavier uh, after Xavier um, ex after Xavier Henderson. And it, it looked like to be Kendrell Brooks again, a guy that his name was being called quite a bit. He had five tackles. Um, he had five tackles on Friday. So it, it looks to be like Kendall Brooks is going to get the nod to replace um, Xavier Henderson until he can come back. So overall, I'm I was pretty excited with how it went. Uh, Chris Bogle, by the way, three sack, three tackles, one sack. Um, the Spartans did end up with seven sacks overall. So love to see it. Um, they they the defense did come out and make a statement during against that Western Michigan game that hey they they are not expecting a major drop off. They are here and it is going to be what it needs to be. And so I uh, you personally you just love to see it and. I think that I think that the Spartans are that defense, especially that pass defense, is going to step up. Um, now, some of the uh, so Michigan State did um, did award some did, did award some players of the game. Obviously, Jacoby Winman, uh, but also Keon Coleman, Jalen Berger, Peyton Thorne, um, Bryce Berenger, and uh, Ben Van Sumeren all made players of the game for Michigan State. So, and that, that is amazing to see. Now, Jacoby Winman has has had, uh, he was the, I think he was the national, 
he was, I know he was the receive receives bowl senior net defensive player of the week. Um, I think he was the national player of the week, uh, defensive player of the week. So, I mean, Jacoby women, like I said, he has put his stamp. He's like, this is the Spartans D. Um, and so what you're seeing is, uh, here's a hot take from Saturday tradition, not even hot take, just a good take. Jacoby women is this year's Kenneth Walker, the third, uh, Mel, Mel Tucker went to the other bar, uh, other side of the ball for this year's transfer portal. Winman, Winman, the ed, former edge rusher, the edge rusher formerly of UNLV, opened his Michigan State career with four sacks. Um, and to use the team considered, uh, to use the team considered offense to Spartans, Spartan fans, Winman might even turn out to be this year's Aiden Hutchinson, uh, which means the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year who leads the, who leads you to a conference title. He is he if he continues with that level of performance, ladies and gentlemen, I absolutely think we can see it. Um, Mike Farrell had his top transfer performance this week. And we had Jalen Berger and Jarek Broussard and obviously Jacoby Winman. So again, they, Mel Tucker went into the portal. He upgraded the positions. This wasn't a, oh, hey, we're going in. We're, you know, we're taking scraps. We're taking this. He went out and he found people that can raise the level, raise that floor of those rooms. And so you personally, I think it's amazing. I, I think Tucker is doing what he needs to do. And the people that are sitting out here going, oh, well, you know, Mel Tucker and um, like they're, they're just diving into the transfer portal. They're not actually recruiting high school. All of this. They're just haters. They're hating on Mel Tucker for embracing this new era of college football. And I am a I'm a diehard like I I love Coach Antonio. All Spartans should. I don't think Coach Antonio would be as successful with in this days and age coach Antonio was very much a old school like oh no we are going to we're going to raise we're going to um we're going to uh you know recruit out of high school we're going to develop those three stars that's not that's not Mel Tucker's way and it was painful for a lot of people to, to me included um and so we'll you know we'll come back to that um but overall I'm I'm a big fan and I'm liking what I'm seeing so far so um be on the lookout for more Kendall Brooks um, he, he's probably, he's going to fill in for Henderson. And then I would expect Van, Ben Van Sumeren to be, um, to be that replacement for Darius Snow. So let, let's see what happens now. I am curious to see how Berger and Broussard kind of shuffle out that re the rest of that, um, the rest of that, uh, um, the, the, the carries, right? Cause Berger had more, but Br Broussard, when you watched it tend to have, he seemed to have more of those, um, I, I, got, I call it shiftiness, right? Berger, Berger has a lot of straight line speed and he's good and he has power, but it, Broussard seemed to have like that quick twitch, like, oh, I can make you miss kind of thing. So let, let's see what happens there. All right, let's stick around. All right, so obviously Michigan State is the most important, but let's, 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 go, around the, let's go around the conference, go around the country, take a look at some of the other games that we have this, this week. Um, so this past week, uh, we had games like, you know, Michigan, Colorado state, you learned absolutely nothing about Michigan playing Colorado state 51 to seven Colorado state is like the bottom of the mountain West conference. They're trash. You learn nothing. Um, and then you had games, uh, like, um, Iowa and South Dakota state where we learned Absolutely everything we needed to know about Iowa. The score was seven to three, and Iowa did not score a touchdown, ladies and gentlemen. That's all you need to know. They scored seven points, and it did not come off of a touchdown. They had two safeties, two 
safeties and a field goal to score their seven points. Oh, and Spencer Pietras, he had a 1.1 QBR. Not a typo, ladies and gentlemen. Not a typo. 1.1 um, QBR. And then, um, let's see. We had Ohio State versus... Um, we had Ohio State versus Notre, or Notre Dame. And that is... I'll just say it. Ohio State should have absolutely dominated that game the entire game. They were they were running at some absurd, absurd um uh like yards per carry before um but this was Ryan Day trying to prove that CJ Stroud should have been the front should be the front runner for the Heisman Award. I, it just is what it is. There is zero reason that Ohio State was throwing as much as Ohio as much as they were um, against Notre Dame. They were um, so C.J. Stroud had uh, seventy. He completed 70 percent of his passes for two hundred twenty three yards, and he had two touchdowns. He was through for six point six yards a carry, six point six yards an attempt. Um, however, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams each were each. Each carry, uh, were average, averaging over six, six yards a carry. They had 15 and 14 carries. So out of 29 carries, they were averaging six yards a carry. But no, they had they had CJ Stroud attempt 20, 34 passes. And there were a lot of like a lot of three and outs in that first half. Um that just it was bad. And so you end up having these um you end up having these guys, these um games where you're just like oh man like this should not be turning out the way it's turning but lo and behold it is because that is that's kind of what that's kind of what's going on um and so across the across the conference you had Rutgers beat Boston College 22 to 21 good to see Rutgers you know so with some wins um already mentioned the Iowa South Dakota it is what it is thank you Iowa for again proving that you are welcoming mediocrity into your life. Um, Wisconsin beat the crap out of Illinois State, 38 to nothing. Um, Michigan, again, beat up Colorado State. Nebraska beat North Dakota. Now, not a bad win. Not a bad win for Nebraska there. Um, maybe maybe Scott Frost's job is safe. Who actually knows? Uh, and then you had Maryland. Um, Maryland beating up on Buffalo, 31 to 10. So, uh, and then you had Illinois and Indiana. That was okay. So I watched that game, right? Illinois was clearly the better team, but man, Indiana just capitalized on capitalized on those mistakes. And it was it was a solid game. I'm not gonna lie. So overall, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I would be happy with it if I was Indiana. Uh, you stole a win that you should not have had. Um, Penn State beat up Purdue 35 to 31. Further cementing that James Franklin is actually a really bad coach. And probably should not be able to coach. Uh, and then Minnesota beat up on New Mexico State, thirty-eight to nothing. So uh, across the board, you're seeing a lot of um, you're, you're seeing a lot of good a uh, lot of good teams. Uh, I will say that Georgia absolutely dominating Oregon. That was that was a very very interesting um, interesting game to me, just because Oregon was I think a top I think they were what number seven or something. They were a top 10 team and Georgia went in and absolutely demolished them. And so, I mean, does that, is that better than Al, uh, Alabama beating up Utah state 
55 to nothing? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Alabama is still probably the number one because Utah State should be competing for their conference, but it's Alabama. Like the fact they they managed to um, they managed to blank them is impressive. But yeah, I still give the I give I will say Georgia after week one is probably my number one team. Just it is what it is. Um, and again, Michigan, you learn nothing. Stanford beat up Colgate. USC d- dominated Rice. I will say uh, I hate Ryan Day because he couldn't cover on a 13-point spread uh, because he apparently doesn't know how to coach football. So I will say that. Um, and then uh, throughout the conference, we didn't learn too much about uh, too much about this um, about about the conference this week. I will say that if again the Big Ten championship runs through Columbus, if you're gonna if you want to win it, you're gonna have to beat beat Ohio State. Now they look a little bit more susceptible than in years past. Um, they don't have that crazy defensive lineman, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Um, but they CJ Stroud is still CJ Stroud. Uh, JSN did end up, or JNS did end up, didn't end up going out with, uh, with some type of injury. And I didn't come back into that game. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, all right, stick around. All right, so that'll do it for me for this episode. Like, subscribe, share, uh, all that kind of great and wonderful stuff. Um, don't do not forget. I did not. Uh, I did not forget. Now, I full disclosure. I did not watch uh, College Game Day because uh, it literally hurts my soul to to watch that. However, thank you, Braylon Edwards. I believe there's something about playing receiver at Michigan that causes brain cells to be lost and diminished. Um, so Braylon Edwards tweeted. Uh, he tweeted, um, woke up to a lot of angry MSU fans. Are you mad at me or that your sorry ass performance you saw last night up eight with seven minutes left in the fourth against a weak Western get real. If it was Michigan, I'd say the same thing. Ask Michigan fans in Twitter. Welcome to big league expectations. He said, uh, he tweeted, uh, found out all I needed to know about M- about at MSU football secondary and their own line. Paul Bunyan. Welcome home week eight. Keep in mind, this is before his team played. And he, after uh, Michigan easily beat up Colorado, he had 51 of, 51 of seven Mich- uh, University of Michigan over Colorado State. That's what you do to inferior teams. Now, Colorado State has not had a team a team win more than seven games since 2014 when they went 10 and three with Jim with uh, Jim um, McLean before he went over to Florida. Um, so this isn't like this. They didn't beat. And oh, by the way, next week is not going to be any better. <laughs> Hawaii is again trash. Um, Western Michigan last year went eight and five, and then in 2016 they went 13 and one. Um, that was with PJ Fleck. So here, here's the thing. Um, Western Michigan has they haven't had a losing season since since 2013 when they went one and eleven. PJ Fleck's first year. So Western Michigan is a significantly superior team than Colorado State. I don't really buy into the, oh, well, this opponent would have beat this opponent by X number. I will say we learned a lot more about us and who we are than Michigan did and who they are. All I've seen come from Michigan, the media, fans, everybody is that Cade McNamara is not not the guy. Keep in mind, this is a kid that won them their first Big Ten titles in like 18 years. 
and took him to the college football playoffs. And they want, they want to absolutely bench this kid because J.J. McCarthy, the offense is more under J.J. McCarthy. That's fine and dandy. Here's I'm, I will call it right now. Under J.J. McCarthy, Michigan will not win the Big Ten because the problem when you have superior talent like that and you're not built like Ohio State, he's going to lose you games. He lost you in the Michigan State game last year. He's going to lose it for you. He's going to lose other games coming up because he's going to try to do too much and he doesn't have the talent around him necessary for it. C.J. Stroud tries to do too much. When you looked at the Notre Dame game and he was flushed from the pocket, C.J. Stroud's biggest worries, he's the biggest fault is he doesn't run. He had wide open first yards all night, but he would just he would roll out and then try to complete a pass, and he'd throw into tight coverage against, against Notre Dame. It's just not there. J.J. McCarthy does not have the ability to link up to do what to do what CJ Stroud does because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the athletes around him. So Braylon Edwards, thank you. You're an idiot. You're this week's idiot, I should say. Um, you it seems like you and Desmond Howard sh- shift off. Now I will freely admit Braylon Edwards, he is a he is a fan. He is a Michigan player. He's an alumni. He is not out sitting, he's not sitting out here trying to be a national analyst like Desmond Howard. So I will give Braylon that I give I give I give the man credit. He's repping his school, he's repping his program. Good for him. I will say that you know Desmond Howard is a bigger moron because Desmond Howard has a bigger platform. With that, that's all I got for this episode. Thanks, everybody. Like, subscribe, share, all that kind of great, th- great stuff. Go green, go white, go Spartans.